Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. And this is our Vegas news show. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show, including all of the visuals at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. But if you enjoy the podcast, consider subscribing. You can subscribe in the podcast app you're listening to us in right now, or just head to mtmvegas.com for all the links or search Miles to Memories or MTM Vegas in your favorite podcast app. On this week's episode, we have a lot to talk about. Four people won million dollar plus jackpots in Las Vegas. We'll discuss which properties and which games they won on. Plus, Mannequin Piss is now healed and he's ready to return to downtown Las Vegas. We got a nice look at the Wynn's brand new rooms and they really are stunning. Caesars and Boyd Gaming are taking care of their employees with appreciation bonuses. A new pedestrian bridge is coming to the North Strip and an online casino took away a $100,000 jackpot from a player. Find out why. All of that coming up right now. Let's hit it. So, Mark, did you see Mannequin Piss is healed? He's almost ready to be released from the hospital. He's coming back to downtown Las Vegas. Are you excited? Uh, I did. I thought that that picture was pretty comical. So good on them for for putting that all together and everything. Hopefully, Derek Stevens figured out how to bolt stuff down. You know, because that's <laughs> that's a theme at Circa. So hopefully, people can dance on him and and uh, do all that stuff and not rip him down anymore. Yeah, I and mean, then people didn't see there was a crazy surveillance video he shared when partygoers, I think it was during the Life is Beautiful Festival, decided to dance with him, toppled him over. Uh, he's been undergoing repairs, cost a ton of money apparently, but he's back, good to go. Now you don't have to go to Belgium anymore. I wonder, like, the publicity they got in coverage, like, was it worth it? Like, basically, the money they spent, <laughs> probably, it was free advertising for Circa, so. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. Yeah, they paid him. Go, go, knock him over. We we loosened up the bolts for you. There you go. Just like the fireplaces <laughs> up top on the at the bar. All right, we're gonna get into the show right now. But before we do, if you like the show, don't forget to comment on anything we talk about. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel. Mark, four different people won over a million dollars in Las Vegas this week. It happened at Circa, Treasure Island, Harrah's, Main Street Station. Most of it was on slots. Two Wheel of Fortune jackpots. One on Buffalo Gold, and then. Somebody hit a $1.4 million Gao thing. How does that work? I don't know, but a lot of millionaires in <laughs> yeah. Sin City this I hope, week. I hope they all enjoy my money because, you know, I, I, I've given a, a chunk of that. So I hope they, they enjoy it. The one I found was, uh, interesting was there was a pro player that won, which I find kind of strange because, you know, these progressive things are usually very house advantage heavy, uh, you know, aided to the house, usually a, a sucker bet. So I'm surprised that they would be playing that type of stuff. One, the game they, that he was playing, and two, to be betting on it. But I guess, you know, everybody, even pros, maybe just do a little fun gambling sometimes. Yeah, I mean, who knows how much he played or how often he played that bet and how much he lost doing it. But, I mean, $1.4 million, you can't argue with that. Yeah. It's, you talk about conspiracy theories. I remember earlier during COVID, we had a cycle where a bunch of million-dollar jackpots hit in a row. This happened again this week. Do you think the casinos are doing it on purpose? I don't. I mean, can they? If it's like an auto, like the auto shuffle deck. I don't know. I guess if you watch uh, Ocean's Twelve or Thirteen, where they they hack the shuffle deck, maybe maybe they can make that at work. But since it's card games, I I don't know. I don't know how they do it. But I will say, like my only claim to fame on one of these type of games was I was playing blackjack once, and it was the the sevens bet. Like if you get three, you two get two sevens, and the dealer has a seven, or you get sevens and a blackjack, something like that. 
and I never play it. And I missed it once where I would have won a thousand dollars and I was kind of like annoyed. So I was like, whatever, I'll throw five bucks up there for the next one. And the very next deal, I hit it again for a thousand dollars. So she's like, I've never seen it dealt twice in a row. I could have won 2000, but at least I won 1000. So that was it. Like I bet at the one time that was it. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. That you never, never quit there, but yeah, Circa, I mean, it's crazy how often they're in the news. We are Derek Stevens. We talked about mannequin piss and then all these jackpots circa gets one of the $1 million jackpots. There've been some other big jackpots there, but there was a strange story this week. Did you see that 12 random CEOs from across the country were supposed to rappel down the side of circa and then they canceled at the last minute. Strange story, but it yeah. was cool to see the window pop out of there. <laughs> like, I don't get it. What was the point? Like, I could understand if this was Circa. But at first, I thought it was like, oh, Derek's inviting some of his friends or whatever to do this as like a gimmick stunt. But he wasn't even going to be participating. And the CEOs reached out to him to ask him to do it. And he's like, yeah, whatever. It just seems so weird. Like, what <laughs> what good does this do? I don't, I don't know. It was bizarre. And I mean, who had the idea? I want to know which CEO like randomly called up 11 of his CEO friends. We don't know who these CEOs are, but just said, hey, let's repel down the new building in downtown Las Vegas. I wish it happened, but it didn't. Uh, but yeah, it's how just would you another... like if you rented one of those rooms and then like an old dude's junk is like rubbing down the side of your window as, <laughs> as they come down? <laughs> like, would you be part... like, what's, go- what's going on here? Uh, we were busy, you know, doing our thing. And all of a sudden this guy's stuff is just like, smearing on our way. That's all part of the circuit experience. And uh yeah, welcome to downtown Las Vegas. Watch it'll be like a ride next year, watch. He'll he'll turn it into something. There you go. I think uh I think it'd be amazing. Like the stratosphere where you jump off. Yeah, jump off the side of Circa. I can see right down onto Main Street. I'd do it. Sure. <laughs> all right, let's move on to appreciation bonuses real quick. This last week uh Caesars and Boyd Gaming both announced appreciation bonuses. I think Caesars is giving all full-time non-management employees $150, Boyd $300. Uh, They are a much smaller company, but uh, doing that, I'm sure we'll see some of the other gaming companies jump in. You know, good good news for employees. This has been a tough time for casinos. They're really having a hard time filling a lot of these housekeeping-like positions, other positions around property, and uh, employee retention has to be top of mind right now. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I would like to see it a little bit bigger than what it is, but something's better than nothing. Uh, you know, all the government money that was handed out, they could have given, I'm sure they could have given uh, some bigger bonuses, but at least it's something and you definitely got to keep people in. It's hard to find people to work right now. The workforce is a very strange place and especially for casinos and, and kind of the cleaning lower end jobs are having so many problems that, you know, give them the money, keep them, please. Make Vegas better. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see if MGM and some of the other bigger companies or even the more local companies uh, like Boyd Step In, Station Casinos, uh, stuff like that. But good to see people getting treated well, even if there's still this huge imbalance uh, going on. And and we've talked so much about how it affects the Vegas experience. But I want to talk about my favorite hotel. And that's Wynn, which we've talked about, is renovating their rooms they're renovating, I think, their suites on the Encore side and on the Wind side, and then the rooms on the Wind side. And in their mall, in their plaza shops, they've had like a, a mock-up room for a while, and we talked about it previously on the show. But uh, Michael Traeger from Travel Zork was able to tour a lot of these rooms, and he posts a lot of pictures of them. And color me impressed. There's a lot of wood. I know that the style may not be what everybody likes, but... Those rooms look uh, money. Let's talk about the regular king room. What did you think about the regular room? How did it, how do you think it compares to what you've seen of the the product right now? 
Yeah, I think everything looks like it's well done. The finishes look nice. You know, the furniture looks very uh, high quality, all that stuff. But, you know, like I said earlier, when we when we saw the mock-ups, I just, I'm not in love with the darkness of it. The, the, the a lot of overuse of wood, in my opinion. And I understand they're going for more, you know, towards the Asian uh, style of things, but it just, everybody in Vegas is going lighter, lighter. You know, you saw Bellagio with very bright and light watercolors type of thing. And I like that. It makes the room feel, you know, more accessible, open, and you go into this dark, like cavernous room and it's beautiful, but I, I don't want to spend time in it because I feel like I'm, you know, okay, do I want to go to bed, take a nap right now? I guess maybe that gets you in the mood for the tub. Cause they still have tubs. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. But not my style. <laughs> no, I can, I can see what you're saying. There are some, there is some really cool artwork around the room, including like a giant, beautiful painting over the tub which uh, seems interesting. I mean, it feels expensive. My only kind of counterpoint to what you say is there is a lot of modern hotel rooms in Vegas now, a lot of whites and stuff, even at the lower end properties. And it's that's a kind of a look that it's easy to fake. This look isn't easy to fake. You have to put in, you know, high-end materials and it feels that way. You're right, it's dark, it's cavernous. You know, it feels luxury, but it's not going to be to everybody's taste. But I think it looks great. The carpeting, I think, is amazing. I really love the carpeting. And then the suites, what did you think of the suites? I think, as you would expect with wind or Encore Tower suites, they're pretty impressive to me. Yeah, they look really nice. Probably some of the nicest suites I've seen in Vegas, if not the nicest. You know, you, you did a walk around of Crockford's, which is kind of what they were trying to get it, to this level. And it you can tell the difference for sure. So it, you can see what imitation is and what the real thing is. And I think that they got there with all the stuff they selected, it looks really high end. I mean, I haven't been in there to touch it, feel it, all that stuff. So it could just look really well in pictures, but knowing when I'm sure it is everything it appears to be. Yeah. And I highly uh, recommend people will put a link in the description, check out the travel Zork article because uh, Traeger has a lot of different pictures. So you can really see these rooms at all the angles, including the suites, the regular room. And I believe most of these products are going to be consistently online in the first part of 2022. I do think there are some rooms that have already been come online, but if you want to guarantee you're going to get the, the new product probably early next year, it should be all complete. And just heading a little bit north on the strip, there is the potential for a new pedestrian bridge to go in. The city council approved funding for a preliminary design of bridges to go over Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard. It's a little confusing because they did release design drawings of what it potentially could look like, although that's not the final design. It's a big circular structure that covers all four corners on one bridge. I think this is great. I think this is something they should have done with all the other bridges. Uh, it's really a pain if you want to cross over. You got to go two bridges. You got to go down, back up. Escalators almost never work. Uh, I think it looks stylish. You know, the circular design, really good for stratosphere, really good for Sahara. Um, you know, what do you think? I, I think uh, we need more of these things. Yeah, the few in Vegas that you do where you walk over and you can connect directly to the bridge and you don't have to go up and down is huge. And I don't know. I'm guessing it's because like certain properties or certain times it just that's the way they were built instead of being built after all the properties were done type of thing. But it is super annoying to go up and down all over the place, like uh, around Cromwell, you run into that and valleys and stuff. But uh I do think it looks a little bit weird because it's a big circle, but you know, I guess if somebody wants to walk around that you could, they could do laps, but it is kind of nice that it all is connected and you just hop off when you're ready. Kind of like a roundabout around here that we have for driving, which people hate, but they do work well. So <laughs> same type of theme. 
I mean, to your point, the the bridge going from like city center to Cosmo across towards Harmon Center and Planet Hollywood, all connected. That's really convenient to just be able to make that crossing without having to go down. And I can see why some of the other bridges weren't designed that way. Um, like on the four corners at Tropicana and Las Vegas Boulevard, those were the first bridges. Uh, those all had properties tied to them, Tropicana, uh, Excalibur, uh, eventually New York, New York, and MGM Grand. Whereas this corner will only really has the Sahara, and there's not a huge frontage there. So, you know, you have the Bonanza gift shop, which is the world's largest gift shop they advertise, a Walgreens on another corner, and then the Las Vegas Festival Grounds, although that's a potential site for a future casino. So, yeah, it's good to see it. And uh, I, like I said, I hope that when they do build more of these bridges that they, they keep that in mind. Like when we know they're supposed to build a bridge eventually from Encore to Resorts World, let's hope that we get some, uh, you know, some of this connected action as well. So you don't have to have to do multiple bridges. But yeah, it's good to see it. And it's a little artistic. I think the circle looks neat. I've seen these in, in other cities and stuff. I still wish we got tunnels like at the Bellagio was originally going to build. That would have been cool. But absent of that. Uh, good to see the the design. So Mark, a viewer, listener, reader emailed us to update us on the celebration dinner, right? He had status that was matched in 2020 and he used his celebration dinner for 2020, was told because his status was extended without another match that he wasn't going to get another dinner. And then he found out he got another dinner anyway. W what happened? Yeah. So early in the year, you can match between uh, when or not when... Um, Earlier in the year, you can match between Caesars and uh, Wyndham, and it would give you an error like, oh, you already have this status because it was extended, but it would still trigger the uh, the $100 credit. And, you know, I tried to do it later on, like in our previous trip when when my wife was going to be going along with her with us. I tried to do it then, and I, it wouldn't even give me the error. It just was like, eh, you're not eligible. Like, you can't do it. So I think that's what he tried to do originally, and he couldn't get make it work, and then he just kind of randomly reached out and was like, Hey, just want to see if there's anything left that I need to use before the end of the year. And they said, Oh, you have the dinner celebration. And he said, there was other data points that he saw in uh, chat forums and stuff that other people were getting it too. So we don't really know what's causing it or why people are getting it. But if you're going to a, a casino, a Caesars property anyway, definitely check out, go to the, the reward center and see if you are eligible, if you have diamond status right now and just see if it's on there, who knows, you know, you might get lucky. Uh, but yeah, if you have the status now, why not check? Make sure you make sure you have it and uh, put it to its full use. Hopefully, Wyndham at some point will bring back their status match so people can match other programs to Wyndham and then to Caesars like they used to. That was the way to the easy way to get Diamond in the past. So hopefully that comes back, not back as of yet. Now, Mark, have you seen either of the water parks in Las Vegas? I don't think you have, right? No, I've never been to either one. All right. Now, a lot of people know that very famously, Wet n' Wild was a very popular water park on the Las Vegas Strip from the 1980s through the mid-2000s. In fact, the piece of land where it's sat is still empty. Uh, it's just south of the Sahara. It's supposed to be an arena there. Probably will end up being a casino site or something. But uh, New Wet n' Wild was built uh, about 10 years ago, or I think 2013, in the southwest part of the valley. Huge criticisms of it because it's really landlocked. None of the slides really go into pools, but it's a cool little water park. A year later, Cowabunga Bay opened in Henderson. And I, I just think it's so funny because Cowabunga Bay always trashed Wet n' Wild because they had pools. Their, their water slides ended in pools. But nonetheless, Cowabunga Bay is partnering with this company out of Texas, buying Wet n' Wild. 
and the Wet n' Wild name is going away. There will be no more Wet n' Wild in Las Vegas. Cowabunga Canyon will be the new name of Wet n' Wild. And I think it's an interesting story. These are both locals' water parks, um, but there are some calls for water parks on the Strip. So hopefully with some more strong ownership between these parks, maybe we'll see some further development. But also it marks the end of of the Wet n' Wild name again. And uh, that's kind of sad considering how historic it is in Vegas. Yeah, I think my sister actually and my family went. They She had like a dance competition in Vegas when she was in high school. I didn't go along for the trip. I decided to stay home and throw a house party instead. Uh, so <laughs> I think they went to a, a, the old Wet n' Wild on the Strip and had a good time there. So that would be cool to have it back. You know, that was the heydays of family Vegas, 90s type of time. So who knows if we'll ever get to that that level. But I am a little bit surprised there hasn't been, you know, you have Mandalay Bay that has like the wave pool and everything. I'm surprised somebody hasn't incorporated more of like a full out water park with their hotel, because I think that would draw a certain clientele to it. And, you know, it's it set you apart from what other people have. I know, I've, you know, some places have slides and stuff, but to have like that type of thing, maybe they can incorporate a wet and wild on property. I don't know if it, Probably not feasible, but that'd be really cool. Yeah, I also agree with you, Mark. I don't, I I think, you know, Resorts World originally had a water park as part of their plans, which I think made a lot of sense. Mandalay Bay, I think, is the perfect location for a water park if they ever decide to build one. Uh, It struggles a little bit with its location and stuff. So, wet and wild name gone, water parks remain. All right, now let's jump out to New Jersey. How much do you think you get fined if you have a glitch in your game, in your online casino game? that makes people think they win $100,000. It's completely your fault. Happens to a lot of different uh, players have complained about it. It's just a glitch that makes you think you won. How much do you think the state of New Jersey would fine a casino for for doing that, for kind of screwing people out of their their money? Well, how many how many million did that guy smuggle through New York and they got like half a million dollar fine? So probably like 500 bucks. <laughs> well, you're $1,000, Mark. Uh, <laughs> American Gaming Systems has this online game. In fact, it was tied to Caesars Casino, um, and somebody has filed suit, thought they had won a $100,000 jackpot, ended up they had won $300, and it was that the the system doesn't clear its cash, so the symbols still appear. So you think you won when you didn't, and uh, they audited it, said they, they didn't, offered the lady $1,000 to kind of be nice, say, oh, you only won 300 here's 1000 um, And we know why, because they only got fined $1,000 by the state for doing that. So what's the incentive to make sure that it's safe and fair? Another like I don't know. This is a red flag with online casinos. Uh, I don't I don't like this at all. Like there is should it, be bigger fines and, and penalties for this. Yeah, I agree. Don't they have something an issue like this uh, even at the casino? Like sometimes it will trigger a wrong thing and they'll check mm-hmm. it and still won't pay people. I feel like hey, that's on you. Like if your machine isn't properly working or your online game isn't working. Hey, you got to bite the bullet. That's what people do in, you know, customer service areas. If you do something wrong as a company, you eat it and then you fix it going forward. You don't just say, "Hey, sorry about that." And no, I know you thought your life changed, but by the way, it was just fake, you know? Come on. Like, how do you know that that's legit? They could just anytime there's a bo- uh, a big bonus be like, "Well, it wasn't really legit." So, sorry about that. I, I don't know. These machines, they take so much time correcting them, checking them, all this stuff. If it says you won, you won. Pay the people. Like, just be done with it. Yeah, I think malfunctions are rare these days with the computerized machines, although it does happen. And, of course, back in the old days with mechanical machines, the laws were written to protect the casinos, essentially. Um, but 
In this case, this is a glitch in the so online software that they know about that's happening over and over again. It seems very egregious and a one-off uh, sort of mistake. But yeah, it does happen where these jackpots are reviewed, where they go into the game, they look at all the logs. Like we talked about those million-dollar jackpots. Believe me, every single one of those machines was inspected. They go through the logs. They want to make sure that it's correct. And uh, they are protected in that way. If it's not, that they don't have to pay. They also go and look at surveillance video to make sure that uh, somebody, you know, underage didn't hit the button. That's happened many times in the past yeah. in Las Vegas. Yep. Uh, really painful, you know. Always make sure that, you know, you gamble yourself. Don't let your kid hit the button for you. Don't do not do anything like that. How, anything that. how terrible would that be, though? Like, your kid's just walking through. You just put up five bucks in, and they hit the button, like, for comic. You're like, oh, I'm going to lose. Who cares? And then you hit like a million dollars. Like, oh, by the way, we can't pay you because yeah. it was your kid. Like, it's I'd happened. So, it's happened. I I, that's what's crazy. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid. Like, I, it happened. I think when we were in town, my parents talking about it. But I know there's several documented cases of that being uh, happening in Las Vegas. And yeah, it's it's crazy. But again, the casinos are protected. New Jersey should really uh, think about uh, the way that they they issue their fines. A thousand dollars for for that. But I understand both sides of it, and uh, I don't. I don't think in Vegas it would happen that way. I think I think the fine would be at least fifteen hundred dollars, right? I mean, at least. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have we have a bunch of quick stories I wanted to go over. Some quick hits, get some some quick talk about it. First off, there's reports that the supply chain issues that are plaguing everything, uh, from cars to toys and everything else, are plaguing slot machines too. New games are like four, at least four months behind, or or Vital Vegas says that. So take it as you will with a grain of salt, but makes sense and so that means probably less new games on the casino floor although most people probably haven't been to vegas in a while so there's still a lot of new stuff to check out yeah as long as those uh tunnel games come out you know where you're fully immersive that's all that's yes. all people care about right yeah as long that as they get those stadium, tunnel games stadium games there yeah <laughs> get those stadium games and those tunnel games on the uh, ships and we're all uh, good to go there um at planet hollywood chris angel and Dragon announced that they're redoing his show. So Dragon uh, famously designed Larev and Mystere and O. So really good designer from the Cirque days. And he's done shows all over the world. Dubai, uh, Macau has several shows there. And uh, it's going to be an interesting show. It's called Amistika. And it's supposedly the prequel to Mind Freak, which was the show before that. And it says Amistika conjures the fantastical and the mysterious and unleashes a visual feast of hope and triumph, proving that anything is possible when you believe in your dreams. I mean, it's exciting. That's a that's a new show coming to Planet Hollywood and Dragon. Seems like, <laughs> like, seems like that maybe? was like super super puffed up there. Yeah, I mean, isn't Larev <laughs> sort your, of uh, your dreams come true? <laughs> I mean, it is dream themed, kind of like Larev, right? Different yeah. kind of idea, and it's going to be a lot of magic, cool obviously. Tank. Yeah, no thing. no water stage, but lots of magic with Chris Angel. Maybe a lot of motorcycles, I don't know. But at least it's a new show. I mean, they could have yeah. just brought back Mind Freak, so uh, good to see that. All right, Resorts World, charging for parking. You know how far their garage is, right? They're not their main garage. Their main garage for events now is for hotel guests only. And then they're charging $50 to park in the garage that's four miles away from the property. Not really, but it's on the back of the property. So just something to keep <laughs> in probably, mind if you're on the it's north. Probably the one they had Uber had me stand out front of like a weird spot to get picked up because they didn't know where to go or whatever. So yeah, it was a ways. So yeah, so <laughs> that's uh, 
it's something crazy. to look like forward you're... to. Now that that was for events. There was a, a music festival happening, but just keep that in mind. Circus Circus Sahara, they're maintaining free parking. Resorts World is charging at times, and more importantly, they're restricting that close garage to hotel guests quite often now, from what I'm seeing, and that kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of like out there. I know that area is going to be growing, but you're kind of out in nothing. Like, what are you doing? And and you're trying to bring in locals, you know, with all these promos and stuff, and then you're going to charge them for parking on it. I just don't get it. But I guess yep. if you need money, you need money. I guess because, I mean, I think they have enough parking spots, even with all the festivals. You would think you would want people to park there, use it. But I guess with that location of that lot, because it's on the backside of the property, you could probably more easily walk to the music festival and never well, hit do, Resorts World, so maybe that's why. Do like one of those things where you have to like gamble for 30 minutes or whatever, and then you get the the fee waived. You know, Lots of places have done that outside of Vegas. I don't know why they don't do something similar for all these paid parking places. It, it would in, increase your gaming and, and get people in there, and a lot of people are probably going to lose more than they would have paid for parking, so go for it. Yeah, and downtown, some of the casinos still do that, so it certainly could make sense. Uh, and then... Our last story is, did you see how we steal ATMs Vegas style? Uh, this this guy goes, he breaks into a local Las Vegas business, very carefully takes his time to tie up his truck to the ATM, and then just pulls it out of the business, through, shatters the whole glass frontage, and then just keeps driving off with it. God knows where he probably, ended up. He didn't get caught, emptied. I don't think, did he? <laughs> probably got emptied that morning or, or that night, so they didn't get anything. But that's what was so weird, like... It's almost like he worked there or something. Like, how do you get in there and open the doors and take your time and no alarms, nothing? And then you're just like, okay, let's let's yank this thing out and rip out the whole frontage of the store. Like, where where was the sign on alarms for the doors? Yeah, maybe that was the the goal of him was just to destroy the business. I don't know and get the ATM at the same time. I don't know, but it did surely destroy that business. It was a very effective way to do it. I just thought it was hilarious when he just keeps going because he pulls out into the street and he's just driving down, towing the yeah, ATM like, behind him. But he didn't. How did he not get caught? They were looking for him last time I saw. Maybe he has gotten is, caught. But what was it like? Fast? One of the Fast and Furious where they pulled like a bank vault behind cars and stuff. It's like you're gonna hit stuff, and uh, it's so weird. You think he would have stopped in the parking lot and then like, I don't know. Can you pick up an ATM? I'm guessing it's way too heavy. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know what the plan was. It had to be just. To, he's like, screw this business. I'm going to rip it off. And I don't know when the, when the thing, when the cord breaks and it drops in the street, that's where it ends up. I don't know if that was the plan. It was very weird. Hopefully it didn't bust open on the way home and just spew money out all over the place. That would have been a, (laughs) that would have been good. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's show. Don't forget to leave a comment, smash the thumbs up. Let us know what you think about any of these topics, the win rooms, mannequin piss, stealing ATMs. Love to discuss it all down there with you. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. See you next week.